welcome. Chris Ross! Isn't that great how the music plays like that? I just go like that, and they... If I could only just do that with my wife, like... <laughs> like when she's fucking yapping, just take my hand and... Fuck, shut up. You know what I mean? In some countries, I'd be able to do that, but... Speaking of other countries, if Donald Trump wins... I'm going to Mexico and selling catapults. <laughs> there is no wall too high for the rich boss catapult. I cannot wait. I am so looking forward to him and Hillary having a debate. Because you know within five minutes he's gonna slip and call her a cunt. <laughs> and you're gonna see Biller going, huh, yeah. <laughs> if you only knew. <laughs> Crazy what's going on in this country. Race card, everybody's playing a race card. Just, it's too much. I don't know if he's a racist. I mean, I am, but I don't know if he is. <laughs> it's, it's weird because, like, my mom dated a black man in the early 50s before she met my dad. Uh, she was a very progressive woman. And, you know, back then, in the 50s, that was unheard of. You had to do it over the phone, you know. <laughs> it was tough. It was tough. And it was such a beautiful story how they met. She walked over to his water fountain. <laughs> then they uh, took the same bus home separately. Just a beautiful story. I'll tell you where the uh, racist area I was in. I, I play golf, I go to Hilton Head south carolina to play golf and it's so so goddamn racist there that i'm really i'm i'm only going to go once a year now <laughs> like if i was black i could never live in hilton head they have they have streets called like plantation way for real and they have apartment complexes uh plantation gardens and disgusting. If you like, I'm a Jew. Do you ever think I move into Auschwitz Towers? <laughs> right? Right? The only way in is by train. <laughs> it's horrible. I just got back from Cabo San Lucas. Has anybody ever been there to Cabo? Clapping. You were there, ma'am. How long ago? About five years ago, were you there with that guy, that creepy man that's wearing a fucking sweater around his neck with the sleeves in front of him? Do you know how bad I want to just grab him and swing him in front of a bus with his stupid fucking sweaters? You yuppie fucking waspy cocksucker. Let me tell you something. I mean, not in a bad way, what I'm saying is either wear the fucking sweater or leave it home. Like, who hang... Oh, look what I own. I just want you to know. I just... I look, look, folks, I, I own this sweater, but I'm not going to... I just want... Like, it's ridiculous. Sorry about that. Where's a sweater? Fucking white people, if you... You'll never see a black guy just wearing a fucking sweater, you know. Like, that's the last thing a black guy wants to be reminded of is more fucking cotton hanging from him. You know what I'm saying? Are you mad at me, ma'am? You're not mad, because you know he looks like a real asshole, right? 
and he's got like shorts, like they look like hot pants. <laughs> Check your husband's phone apps to see if grinders on there. <laughs> he's got hot pants up to here, a sweater hanging. Spends a lot of time in the bathroom, huh? Oh, that's not even a sweater. That's your shirt. That's not even a sweater. What an asshole I am. Oh, I kind of like the shirt. You like Cabo? It's beautiful, huh? I'm telling you, it's paradise there. Cabo is paradise. If you could just get past, like, the murders and the kidnapping and the extortion and the cartel, I don't know why the fuck you would want to leave, you know? I was working a resort in Cabo. It was a five-star resort. Don't get me wrong, it wasn't as nice as this small comedy club. I mean, because it was a five-star resort, and, you know, I had to have, like, five-star food. I couldn't walk outside and have, you know, Chick-fil-A like I can here. Like, you never know at what point you need sneakers real quick. And between shows, you can go, oh, fuck. I'm going to go get sneakers at the mall comedy club. So, you know, I'm lucky to be here. You know, I mean, Cabo, I was on the ocean looking at yachts. Okay, but there was no Spencer's gift shop outside my dumb resort. So I'm in Cabo, and I had my own driver that was driving me around to different places. And I'm talking to him. He was a great guy, nice guy, family guy. And he said to me, he said, you know, uh, my real occupation, I do granite work and marble and tile work. And they're building resorts everywhere. I mean, everywhere. So I said to him, I go, why are you not working in one of these resorts, you know, doing like marble or granite work? And he said, the problem is, they're bringing in labor from other parts of the country that are working for less than half of the price of what I make an hour. And I'm going, how fucked up is this that even Mexicans have Mexicans? If we could just get those Mexicans to work here, you know what I mean? And get rid of the expensive Mexicans. You know, because some of the Mexicans, they're going to expect, you know what I mean? Hey, sorry, you guys got to go move up to Canada. We're using. <laughs> oh, tired. I'm old. Tired and I'm getting crankier. Who's my age here? Let me see. Not you. You're, you're younger. I would have to say the guy with the ugly, uh... <laughs> The guy with the sweater shirt. How old are you, sir? 53. Ah, young kid. You getting, do you get crankier as you get older? Oh, God, yes. Oh, God, yes. That was a good answer. You know what the problem is for me? I, I don't want to deal with people more than I have to. So if I ask somebody, like, a question... And yes or no can be the answer. That, that's really all I need. You know what I mean? I don't need a song and a dance. You know, I was in a restaurant a couple weeks ago, and I asked a waitress, I go, do you have turkey burgers? And she said, we used to. Well, well why don't you sit down and we'll reminisce the good old days. She came to my table and said, uh, look, we don't have turkey burgers, but we have fruit salad. Because <laughs> that's always my second choice. 
I remember last Thanksgiving, we were all sitting around for our oven-baked honeydew. <laughs> and I was arguing with my cousin, and he was just lying and telling stories. I go, you know what? You're a jive cantaloupe. <laughs> I went to Best Buy the other day and a salesman came up to me and said, if you have any uh, questions, you could ask me. I said, well, thank you for telling me how stores work. Because uh, <laughs> when I was driving here, I was saying to myself, what if I have a question? <laughs> and I can't tell you the anxiety. I had to pull over. And take half a clonzepin. I really did. <laughs> Just the craziness. Of... I, I, my neighbors, they just, please leave me alone. I have nothing in common with them. I'm not better than them. I'm not worse. I'm just me and they're them and I don't want to deal with them. You know what I mean? Just, it's like I live in a small talk village. You know what I mean? Uh, Thursday, when I was coming here Thursday morning, I drove up, so I was rolling my suitcase to the car, and one of my dumb neighbors comes up to me and is like, going on a trip? I was like, no, ever since my dog died, I uh, like taking my suitcase out for a walk. <laughs> I got tired of dragging that dead fuck around the parking lot. I don't, want, I don't know. I just don't have patience. I was in Dunkin' Donuts, and I was the only one in Dunkin' Donuts. It was me. I was the only one. So I go to the guy behind the counter. I go, can I have a coffee with a milk and a sweet and low? He said, how many sweet and lows? I go, well, in this country, when we compare letters to numbers, A equals one. If I said, can I have a coffee with a milk and eat sweet and lows? That would be five. <laughs> but we, we stop the letter system at B and go right back to the number system. You see what I'm saying? It's either A or two. No one's ever said, can I have a coffee with B sweet and lows? because then they would be working on the other side of the counter. <laughs> so the guy picks up a cup with a marker. I said, what's your name? I go, I'm the only fucking one in here. <laughs> then he makes the coffee, and he looks at the cup and says, I'm the only fucking one in here. You guys have some strange names in this country. This guy's name last week was Look Around, Jackass. <laughs> At what point in your life did you realize you were getting old and cranky? Do you know when it hit you? 45. 45? <laughs> oh, you, know, you know what? You're a good man. You get you right to the point. You got the answer. I like you. I like you. Not how you look, but I like you. <laughs> I like your personality. <laughs> like, if I was fucking you, I'd have to tell my friends, no, well, he has a good personality. <laughs> no, he's not a looker, but listen, if you sit and talk with him. I have a young daughter. Oh, oh well, look who's overdressed here. <laughs> Were you coming from a fucking oil change? <laughs> and, and what do you do for a living? I'm not going to pick on you. I'm not that type of comic. But... <laughs> what do you do? I'm an electrician. You're an electrician. I don't have any... People are clapping over that? It's this one? It's not even a fucking fireman. 
Oh, this is Albany. You low budget motherfuckers keep getting your electric cut off. That's why you're clapping. Oh, thank you. Hook my shit up illegal again. I realized I was getting older. I have a young daughter. I was taking her to the bus stop one day. And I'm thinking back when I used to take the bus to school, my bus driver used to smoke cigarettes nonstop on the bus. You guys remember that? Nonstop. There was so much goddamn smoke on the bus. You thought you were walking through like London or a haunted house. Kids were coming home from school with emphysema like, they couldn't breathe, and parents didn't know back then. Oh, I'll give them a sucrete, you know? <laughs> Sucretes were cough drops with hot sauce, remember? <laughs> Mommy, I hurt my elbow. I just put a fucking sucrete on it. Get out of here. <laughs> if a bus driver lit a cigarette now on a bus, parents would drag him off the bus and stomp him to death. You know that? A bus driver can't even eat a goddamn peanut butter sandwich without some little fat kid swelling up. Because he's allergic to fucking peanuts. He has no problem eating briskets, but a fucking peanut. I read online, I read online that eight out of ten kids with nut allergies grow up to be gay, which is kind of ironic. <laughs> we got a letter two weeks before school started that my daughter cannot bring any peanut butter products on the bus because Pugsley's going to start bloating. She can't even bring a goddamn Snickers bar that's in, in an airtight wrapper because I make, I make sure that everything is airtight and sealed in my house. Like if I get like a Snickers bar, I, I press both ends. You could hear, if you hear, you squeeze, yeah, you know, because some disgruntled Snickers fucking employee that didn't get a promotion, you know, up to Babe Ruth or something. <laughs> And now he wants to kill and take it out on the Snickers fucking community. So I'm like, I'm crazy. I check my cupcakes, potato chips. I squeeze everything. Like there's been times and I'm not bullshitting that I bought a soda and I've opened it and I've taken a couple sips and then like two minutes later, I'll go to myself, did, did I open that? And I can't remember. I go, I don't think I fucking opened this. And I'll go return, I'll go, look, I don't know, I, I didn't open, this thing was open when I bought it. Okay, I might have, I might have uh, soda on my breath, but I did that was from earlier. I this, just give me a new fucking soda. So my daughter can't even bring a goddamn airtight Snickers bar in her metal lunchbox which is basically a safe for kids, right? It's like a safe, you know, and I think it's, you know, what is this stuff, kryptonite, what the? And I, I, I don't believe it. I said to my daughter, I said, look, go get your fucking lunchbox. That's how I talk, you know what I mean? You know, because I got a shot. I don't want her to grow up to be a punk, you know? I go, get your, get your motherfucking lunchbox. Then I'll, you know, I'll pop her on the back of the head. Get your, get your goddamn lunchbox. Knock you the fuck out. I go, get your lunchbox. I go, now throw a Snickers bar in it. I go, you know what? Also throw a, a Reese's cup. I go, you bring it on the bus. Put it in your backpack. Don't let anybody see you. Right? And then you, when you get on the bus, put it on the floor and let it sit there. And if you see this kid's head starting to grow like big, and him breaking out like these weird hives and shit. Kick it to the front of the bus. Kick it. 
And if somebody comes up to you and says, is that yours? Go, fuck you, I buy my lunch. <laughs> my father headlines the mall comedy club. <laughs> There's 50 goddamn kids on this bus. That's 50 parents that cannot make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, which is inexpensive and convenient. Now we all gotta make roast beef and turkey because this little jamoke is fucking it up for everybody. <laughs> Right? 50 kids, five days a week. That's 250 goddamn turkey sandwiches. From a financial aspect, wouldn't it be a little better for everybody if this kid just took Uber to school, right? <laughs> Maybe get some other, like, real sick kid, you know what I mean? Like, you know, allergic to light or something weird. You know, I can't sit by the window. I can't eat Nutter Butters, you know? <laughs> Oh, I was up last night to about, I guess, I don't know, three or four watching Naked and Afraid on TV. <laughs> this show was amazing, Naked and Afraid on the Discovery Channel. If you have not seen Naked and Afraid, what it is is a male and a female that don't know each other meet up and they have to spend 21 days in like the rainforest in uh, Brazil or wherever or like the jungle in Africa or up in the cold weather in Canada. They have to spend 21 days naked and afraid. <laughs> now when they first meet, when they first meet, they don't know each other. They have to walk up to each other naked and start their 21 day journey. Now I wanna do the show. I would love to do it, but here's the deal. My shit, soft is not really respectable. Okay? Soft. But when my shit gets hard, when my shit is hard, it's like, it's unbelievable. It's like, it's like, a med it's like when it gets hard, you want to hear da-da. It's like fucking nice. It's really, I was, I, I'm telling you, I, it's nice. So the only way I can do this show is I gotta walk up to this, you know, this girl with a heart on. You know, I'll take like, you know, I gotta take, you know, I'll walk up to her, you know, I'll take a pill or something, you know, and get it super hard. And I think it would be a little too uncomfortable the first time we meet when I walk up and go, hi. <laughs> And I got this fucking throbbing heart on. <laughs> Hi, we're gonna spend 21 days together. But don't let this scare you. I'm just doing this for the cameras. <laughs> now, they're allowed to bring one thing from home. You know, so they bring, one always brings like a bow that starts to fire. I saw some a guy brought a pot to boil water in case, and someone brought a magnifying glass. I guess why? How come nobody doesn't bring a fucking RV? <laughs> a machine gun? Yeah, really, and you're not voting for Trump. All right, let's bring it up a notch. I want to talk about funerals. <laughs> Here's the deal with funerals. You don't have to go. I'm gonna tell you how to get out of them. They're always a pain in the ass. They're always last fucking minute. <laughs> you never have the right clothes. You always gotta run off to like Marshalls or TJ Maxx and buy a fucking irregular shirt for the fucking <laughs> Here's how you get out of it. Whatever you do in life, say you, you know, you're like hiking or boating or bicycling, whatever you do, I don't know. You do that the day of the funeral. And someone's gonna come up to you a day or two later and go, why'd you go hiking the day of the funeral? All you have to say is, that's what he would have wanted. <laughs> I 
I was in the hospital uh, the last day and he held my hand and said, hike as much as you possibly can. And then uh, the monitor just... Also, don't send flowers. Everybody thinks, oh, I'm going to send flowers, but, you know, it's not... You send flowers and what you're really saying is, you know, here's something else that's going to die in your life. <laughs> I send patio furniture. Everybody loves patio furniture. My brother passed away two years ago, God rest his soul, and I know what he would have wanted me to pay for his fucking funeral. <laughs> 12,000 goddamn dollars. 12,000 dollars. Right? I woke up one day, now I owe 12,000 dollars. And you would have thought it had been a little cheaper because he had diabetes and lost a leg, so you're thinking, there's only three quarters of them all, probably, you know what I'm saying? Right? So, funeral directors are pieces of shit because. They are, they're, they're fucked up because they know they're the only game in town. You can't, they're the only game, you know, and they're good because they try to act like they care when you walk in because they're doing this five, six times a day. They got this shit down. Oh, sorry. Sorry for your loss. I know this is hard and we're here to help you get through it. And what can we do to help? Drop the fucking price. <laughs> I owe 12,000 goddamn dollars for this goddamn funeral. And I'm trying to think of ways to save money. So I said to him, I go, look, can we do three feet? Right? Then he was showing me coffins. Right? You got to go through the goddamn coffin thing. A plain pine box. Shitty ass apples could have came in it. You know what I mean? He could, they could be having like another thing going on the side. You know? A plain pine box. $1,700. $1,700. That same exact box, plain box stained. The exact one stained, 3000 I go, look, let me come back tonight. It'll take a half an hour. <laughs> he said, no. I go, how about this? You do this, for real. You put, you put him in the best coffin you got, the best, the most expensive. I don't care what it costs. I don't care the price, the Rolls Royce, the number one coffin. You put him in that one. And then when everybody leaves, <laughs> Right? I got a brand new, for real, unused, beautiful, waterproof sleeping bag. For real, I don't cut corners. After my brother's funeral, I didn't cry. I'm going, what's wrong with me? I didn't cry. We, we didn't hate each other. We weren't close. We grew apart, but I didn't cry. And I'm going, there's something wrong with me. I have to figure this out. Why am I not in touch with this emotion when I'm in touch with so many, you know, like jealousy and envy and anger? <laughs> I couldn't figure out why I didn't cry. And I go, I'm going to get away and spend some time and try to figure this out. I'm going to have my own little personal retreat. So I was in California, Northern California. I said, I'll play around at Pebble. Beautiful golf course on the, on the ocean. It's beautiful, Pebble Beach. I go, I'll play around there and try to get my head together. It, it, it's, it's right on the ocean. It's tranquil. What's the word, tranquil? Tranquil. Tranquil. It's heaven. It's really heaven. <laughs> it costs like 500 bucks to play there and 100 bucks for a caddy. It was expensive. So I'm playing. And I'm pretty good, and I couldn't hit a ball. I couldn't hit it. Too much shit was going on in my head. Too much shit. And I'm hitting grounders and to the left and to the right. 
and my caddy's pissed off because we're walking. We're not walking straight. We're walking back and forth. It was a five and a half hour nightmare. It was horrible. And I got in the car after I was done playing and, and, and I broke down and I, and I started crying. I'm, and I could not stop crying. I'm just bawling my eyes out and tears are pouring down my face and I could not stop crying. And I came up with an epiphany. I love golf. <laughs> I went a long way for that one, huh? <sighs> you two married? Kids? No kids? Kids or who got kids? I got a kid. You got a kid? Are you married? Yes. To who? Him? Huh? That's your brother? Where's your husband? You're smoking hot. You ever stay at a uh, Hampton Inn? For a night, I got free breakfast, I'm telling you. What's your name? Tina. Tina. What do you do for a living? Is there like a club involved? Your secretary? At what? Tits R Us? Uh, I didn't mean to talk about your sister's tits, but how can you not look at and you're her brother and you're probably you probably peek every now and then. Who are you kidding? If that was my fucking sister, are you kidding me? Oh I didn't know you were in the shower, I'm sorry. Are you kidding me? I would have fucking drilled a hole in so many walls in the house. What? Look at her. She's smoking hot. Is it one of these your mom? That's your mom? Your daughter is fucking, you know what I mean? The kid, the son, would, I mean your daughter, but the son was his bad jizz or something. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck, I, you know what I mean? But one out of two gets you in the Hall of Fame. How many kids do you have? One. One? How old? Sixteen. Sixteen. How many times do his friends come over? Is Tommy home? He's not here. Can we wait? Can we wait? He's away at school. No, we'll wait till he gets back. Holy fuck. Oh. I got three kids. Jessica's 26, Raina, well, Ellen's 23, and Raina's eight. Um, my older daughters, they call me. I, I barely answer the phone. Because that's going to cost me three or four hundred goddamn dollars. It really is. Like, and they try to be slick. Daddy, how you doing? We, uh... Haven't seen you in a while. We miss you and I hope things are going well. Can I click? <laughs> right when they say can I is when I hang up. I went out to dinner with my 23-year-old uh, two weeks ago. I'm saying we're having dinner and I said to her, I go, I love you. And she said, thank you. <laughs> what? I didn't rescue you from a basement in Ohio. Not the fucking response. It's I love you back. My eight-year-old uh, brings nothing to the table. She's just a little fucking mooch. She really is. Just a fucking eight-year-old little creep. She's a creep. The other day she came in a room and said, Mommy told me to shut the fuck up. I'm going, well then shut the fuck up. You talk too much and you got nothing to say. Fucking yap, yap, yap. Jesus, shut the fuck up. Listen to her. Then I swear to God, she came in, she came in like an hour later. Mommy called me a jerk off. Well, quit acting like a jerk off. You yap too much. Unfucking believable. 
It just does brings nothing. We've got out. Uh, I don't even want to talk. Listen. She came home from school like a month or, you know, when school was still in session. And she came home from school with lice. Do you know what a nightmare that is? I would have rather her come home from school with the head of ISIS and rats in her hair. And you feel bad as a parent making your eight-year-old sleep on the porch for four nights. You know, but pillows are expensive. Maybe you should start hanging out with a better clientele of friends. We were watching TV last year and, and my daughter, we saw this birdhouse that you could put on your outside window with suction cups and look, you have it, and you can look inside the birdhouse and see the bird nesting and having little birdies. Can I have that, Daddy? And of course, I, yeah. So we got this a year ago, and not one fucking bird is moving into our house. It's not like it's a Section 8 birdhouse either. This is a beautiful bird. I painted it like four or five colors. Like if this was in San Francisco, two gay birds would definitely live. This is a beautiful Victorian looking birdhouse. Did you get a bird to move into yours? It's a piece of no. You didn't get a bird either? What the fuck is wrong? I don't even think a bird has flown by and said to another bird, hey, you want to stop and get some quick pussy? I know a place. Like, it'll be fucking raining out, and I'll see a bird standing on top of it going, I'm not going in there. You, you haven't got a bird to move in either? No. What the fuck is wrong with these houses? I even put bird food in there to, to try to lure one in. A bird shit on the top of my a, head. A bird shit on yours and just... Yeah, like the bird's like, look at this, look, fuck this house. What the fuck do they want? Ugh. Ungrateful fucking birds. <laughs> then my daughter says, Daddy, do you want a puppy? I said, look, to tell you the truth, I don't want an eight-year-old, but you're here. Uh, <laughs> so I went to get her, uh, we went to PetSmart. They were having an adoption day there. You know, and so we get there and there's like 50 cages of dogs, 50 dogs in cages. And my daughter and I were looking at, and then we see one that she loved. She loved it, and it, it seemed like it had a good temperament, it was happy. So I said to the lady, see that dog? I go, put it in the car. I click my finger, I do it like that. I go, that's the one, put it in the car. That's how I do things, you know? I go, that dog right there in the car. I go, you know what, also get me a, a, a collar and a leash. And I go, you know what, fuck it, I'll get it from the dollar store. I know you guys saw this online where the guy tried to snatch a kid from the dollar store. He tried to steal the kid. That's a smart dude, because if you're going to steal a kid, you're better off stealing from a fucking dollar store, because they don't expect much out of life. You know what I mean? You can't steal a kid from Barney's, you know what I mean? Or, or Nordstrom. You got to buy them nice shit. You know, where's my Burberry fucking scarf? Fuck you, kid. Get the fuck out. You snatch a kid from the dollar store and give him a broken fan, go, go play with it. Thank you. I've always wanted a broken fan. So the lady says, that's not how it works. You can't, we don't just put the dog in the car. She said, you have to fill out four pages of paperwork and then we have to come to your house and see how you live. I go, look. I don't live in a mansion, I live in a townhouse, but I promise you it's a lot nicer than that fucking cage. <laughs> right? What are they gonna do, come to my house and Michael Vick's gonna answer the door? <laughs> Am I gonna have puppy heads mounted on the wall? <laughs> Look, I got that one in Wyoming. <laughs> Can you wipe your feet before you step on the St. Bernard throw rug? <laughs> you 
you know, they're going to come to my house. I'm going to fill out the paperwork. This is what's going to happen. My daughter's going to be all excited, you know, and I'm excited because my kid's excited. And she's getting a puppy, you know, because there's going to be what, what could go wrong. You know, we have a great house, a great home, and we're going to fill the paperwork out and get ready to get the puppy. And the lady's going to get up and look over at the fucking window and go, oh, you can't get a bird to move in with you. <laughs> but you want a puppy. Not a real big laugh, but it was a beautiful story. <laughs> Birds, kids, puppies, you know what I mean? They're not all killer bits, but it, you know, I let my walls down, I showed you. <laughs> Raina is my wife's only daughter, right? I have three daughters. My wife's only daughter is Raina. My wife loves Raina 100%. I love her 33 and a third. <laughs> And my wife brags about Raina like, like she's solving world problems or curing diseases. You know, she's an eight-year-old fucking mood that brings nothing to the table, I told you. After dinner the other night, my wife is like, did you see Raina? I'm like, what? Because you didn't see what Raina did? I go, no, what the fuck? She, my wife said she ate two servings of Brussels sprouts. Two servings of Brussels sprouts and didn't complain once. Right? Two servings of both. Didn't complain. My wife said, name another kid on this planet that would eat two servings of Brussels sprouts and not complain. I go, I don't know. Maybe a kid that lives in Zimbabwe that has to walk five miles to blow a goat for a little nutrition. Praying he doesn't step on a landmine or get bit by a rattlesnake or... When he gets back to his village, his family isn't hacked up by rebels. Pretty sure he like a fucking Brussels sprout. <laughs> oh my goddamn wife. What is it with women that think I could fix him? I'm exchanging. I'm gonna. That's a God complex. You know, when you meet somebody, you're with them a year or two years. You're getting married, right? When are you getting married? Three weeks. Three weeks. How long have you been dating him? Ten you, years. Ten years. Yeah, you, it takes time to get to know him. <laughs> ten years. But you're young. Thank you. You look young. What are you, about 26? You're 33. You're 33? You're, yeah, you don't look 33. So you met him at 23. And you've been, so you know him. You, I mean, 10 fucking years. <laughs> like, so accept him for who he is. Like, what's your name? Amber. Amber, pretty name. You don't buy a car and take it home and go, I'm going to turn this into a helicopter. <laughs> right? Just accept your spouse for who the fuck they are. My wife. I don't know. She tries like, here's the deal. I got 30, 30 years sober, three decades, 30 years with no alcohol. Right? Thank you. And I was a piece of shit crack addict 30 years ago. I was a crack addict for real. That was my drug of choice. I was a creep. I was a liar, a manipulator. I was not a good person. I was a crack addict. All right? And don't let me wrong, crying. It was pretty good. It was just, that shit's really addicting. That's what I, I mean, if I could have just smoked it and walked away every night, I'd still be doing it, but you know what I mean? You can't stop. You just can't stop. Like, can you imagine if you had to come 40 times in a row? I'm like, holy shit. So I was a cracker. I, I was really a horrible person. But that was my life 30 years ago. My life now is laying in bed with my wife, you know, like watching Game of Thrones, eating a protein bar, you know. <laughs> That's a pretty big fucking change, right? That's a pretty big, not enough for her. <laughs> She'll come in a room yelling, you didn't fold the laundry. Yep, and I also didn't sell your grandmother's silverware. <laughs> we were in bed the other night, my wife and I, I said, you know, I'm gonna do something nice for my wife. 
without any any reciprocation. I'm going to do something nice for her because uh, she deserves it, you know. Because that's what I do. Something nice for somebody, her, without anything. That's what charity is. It's donating. <laughs> charity is donating and not expecting anything. When people fucking donate and they say to their friends, hey, guess who I sent money to? I, that's, that's not charity. That's self-serving. That's about you. You see what I'm saying? You keep that shit to yourself. Like, I never let people know that once a month I send St. Jude money. That's between me and them. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I was laying in bed with my wife the other night, so I said in my head, I'm going to go down on her and, and not expect anything in return. So when I went to tell her, I guess I didn't put it in the words that she wanted to hear. So I said, uh... Do you want me to eat your puss? <laughs> and, and she said, what? I go, do you want me to eat your puss? She said, I'm doing my crossword puzzle. I go, well, you don't have to stop. I'm not asking. I was going to crawl under the covers. Look. I'm doing this for you. If I really want to eat, I'll go downstairs and make a fucking sandwich. I'm trying to be nice. And I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm not a big fan of how pussies look. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Like female comics will come on stage and go, oh, men's penises are ugly. Yeah, I'm sure if you run into some Middle Eastern uncut fucking cock and pull the skin down and sand and hummus falls out. Some fucking bakalava or baba kanush. You know, I'm sure that's pretty fucking horrible. But pussies are not the most pleasant sight, to tell you the truth. They're fucking horrible. Tuck them in. That's all I'm saying. Pussies, I think pussies should live on the bottom of the ocean. Fucking with squid and the rest of them. Even squid and octopus. Don't go near that fucking thing. I don't know what it is. It's fucking horrible. Look at it. I was with a girl once years ago. She was on all fours, and I was ready to fuck her from behind. And I'm looking at her fucking big-ass pussy. It looks like two fucking roast beefs. And I'm going, was your shit stung by a hornet's nest? I didn't know whether to fuck her or throw a hornball at it. Her pussy looked like a carnival game. Let me tell you something. If I woke up, if I woke up in the middle of the night and walked downstairs and saw a pussy on the counter, I would beat it with a broom. I would beat it. I would beat it like it's some kind of fucking rat. I, I would beat it and sweep it out of the house. Can you imagine walking down the street just minding your own business and a pussy started coming at you? Just a big, gigantic pussy was walking your way? You better pray. You better pray that fucking Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith show up. This man has not smiled yet. Remember what pussy was like back in the day? You don't have enough spit now to get any pussy. I love doing comedy. Love doing this shit. I'm going to wrap it up with this bit. And I'm going to say goodnight. And you guys are going to clap. Because I'm recording it.
I love doing comedy. I, I really do. I've been doing this shit over half my life. I love doing it. My wife, who I don't get along with, is a comic. And <laughs> all my friends are comic. I love it. I fucking love it. And I was doing a uh, show a couple weeks ago, and I'm talking to this guy in the audience. I go, what do you do? He said, he said well, I just started doing the open mic comedy scene, the new talent nights. I go, that's great. Good for you. I go, how old are you? He said, I'm 55. I go, you're starting comedy at 55? He said, no, it's on my bucket list. His bucket list. This is my life. His bucket list. I've always wanted to fly a plane, but I never walked into the cockpit and said, hey, can, can I take it around the block a couple times? Right? So I started trashing him a little. I started fucking with him. And then out of nowhere, he yells out loud, well, the reason I'm doing it is because I don't have health insurance and I have a brain tumor. I go, did this motherfucker just use the brain tumor card? Did he just use the brain tumor card? Well, now the audience hates me because for the last five minutes, I just trash old pudding brain, right? I completely lose the crowd, right? They fucking hate me. Out of nowhere, this guy in the audience raises his hand and yells over to him. He goes, look, I don't care if you have health insurance. Come to my office this week. We'll take x-rays and see how we can handle this. And all the tension in the room was released. It was like a weight lifted off my chest. I was like, thank God. I go, that's really kind of you, sir. That's really sweet. That's nice. Thank you. I go, how long have you been a brain surgeon? And he said, well, I'm not. I'm an orthopedist, but brain surgery's on my bucket list. You guys were great. Thank you. Good night. Thank you.